Hey guys, this is Matt with the first episode of season three of the Great Romance podcast. And today's guest is interesting because for the longest time we talked through text and I never realized who he was, let alone that our paths had crossed years, years before. Uh, today, my guest is David Curtis. David, welcome, man. What is up? Good to be here. Yeah, man. So I'm just going to jump into that. So um, we started as a band called Max Power, and I want to say 2001. And so uh, Southern Illinois area. And when we first got started, you were in a band called Run Kid Run. Yeah. And you guys were like a lot of the places we played you were like the headliner and we were like the opener and yeah. so we would play places all the time but honestly dude i don't know if you and i ever like talked right. talked and yeah. let me disclaim that real quick um it's not because david is not a nice guy because <laughs> i know what it sounds like. <laughs> right it sounds like oh the headliners didn't talk to no it just was like back then it always seemed well we were late everywhere and so <laughs> we were too okay that's, but that's why then so like we would get somewhere and there just wasn't like a lot of hang time downtime yeah. Yeah. but what's what was always cool like I always thought you guys were good. Like I always enjoyed your show. Always a ton of energy. So we like know each other, but we don't know each other. Yeah. And now years later, our paths crossed again through our mutual friends, uh, David Gross and Jonathan Raby, who also oh, have played music with you over the years, still playing yeah. music with you <laughs> to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so let me ask you this because I've rambled a lot and this is a podcast to interview you and I'm talking. So no talk to me about like Run Kid Run and like how you formed the band. Sure. I do remember a long time ago, one thing that I looked up to and tell me if I could be wrong yeah. was you guys got a song on MTV, like on Real World or something. And I remember thinking that was like, the coolest thing on the planet. Those of you who don't know what real world is, just look it up. All right. <laughs> Talk to me just about how you formed the band and like what it was back like back then, man. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So Southern Illinois, you, you're, you are right. We were the 618 boys and just, um, yeah, I mean the scene, honestly, like it's weird to call it like a scene when you think like Southern Illinois, is there anything there, but there really was like, there was a nice, um, plethora of bands that were kind of just like upcoming and like um and we we're just grateful to be part of that really it was uh 2000 so you said your band started in 2001 we were 2001 okay yeah yeah. so 2001 two and three we actually were before run kid run we were in a band called sidewalk slam yes if you're just wanting like kind of the full history but like so we were okay. like a, a three-piece pop punk band and signed to tooth and Out records and and put out three albums uh, under that name and then um, between 2003 our last album and, and 2006 Runky Run's first album we just changed names called it a brand new band to rebrand everything okay. to pretty much just and that was all brand evil the president of tooth and nails 
uh, idea. He was, because uh, he was the one that found us at Cornerstone Music Festival, which is a music festival. If you're familiar with the scene, you're very familiar with it. But if you're not, by chance, and listening, uh, it is a, a big, hip, cool, or was a cool underground um, Christian music festival in Bushnell, Illinois. Of course, that that being our backyard was like, when you play, when we played those shows, it was like we were in heaven. Right. And that was huge. That was the biggest show of the year. You know, right. you felt like, a, a rock star <laughs> there were so many bands too like it was you said huge like it was huge and then people would also just set up at tents and stuff and everybody was playing it was just music 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 oh it was it was so fun because like you know you and the fun thing is like you'd play all these like you know medium to small size shows once in a while a good one but like you know average size band i don't know it all it's all perspective but you know and then you go play cornerstone and all all those fans from all over the Midwest and the country are there in one spot. You're like, yes, it's so fun. So, so Brandon actually found us uh, there to go back to the stories of Brandon Ebel. I think because of that, and I'll, this is kind of like um, tooth and nail gets, a, gets a, a bad rap a lot of times. And I can see both sides of the coin <laughs> now, but uh, for me in our story, like I'm super grateful that he, he gave us like a whole second career. And honestly, like, um, actually let our band go somewhere because like at that time, pop punk and everything that our genre was doing with Sidewalk Slam was not selling and the bands were flying off the roster. He was like cutting them left and right, and, you know? And so like he didn't cut us and say, you know, I believe in you guys as like hard workers, mm-hmm. good songwriters, but just, we need to rebrand this whole thing. So we rebranded it to be like, cause he's like, if we come out with the same album and call it Sidewalk Slam's fourth album, nobody's going to care or know about it. Right. You know, because it's already you're already pigeonholed to what they think you are. Right. So let's call it a new thing. So we took off Sidewalk Slam, name off the roster. Then a couple weeks later, brand new band, Run Kid Run. And so it just rebranded us completely. And we just became a three-piece to a four-piece, changed our sound to be a little bit more pop rock and instead of like the straight up pop punk. So right. uh, with plenty of pop punk influence. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like, and, and then we came out with three albums under Run Kid Run. I'm, I'm flying through history here. So, oh, that's cool. You know, 2006, 2008, and 2011 were our three Run Kid Run albums, which finished our, our Tooth Nail um, career there. And that was kind of around the time we just honestly like all felt nudges to kind of slow down ish, stop. We never really like came to a final like, we're done. We just kind of yeah. left it as like, and we're slowly fading. And we'll, with kind of a question mark, because I honestly like that a little bit better than the farewell tour than two months later, the reunion tour. And just like, to me, it's like, I like it leaving a little open-ended with, because I honestly knew like, I, I always want to play music and I hope that I get to play another, do another album with those guys. You know, we talk about it forever. But right. anyways, that's, right. that's a quick... I gave you 10 years and like that's two the minutes. abridged version. That's the 10 years and two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, dude, like I didn't know some of that. So that yeah. for me, that was cool. Cause like, I, I guess because we came along like 2001, I mostly knew run kid run. I didn't know sidewalk slam as much. Right. Um, but yeah. my cousin, Dustin Sendejas. Oh, sure. Who played in max power. Who's our first guitar player. Yeah. You know, he went on to do some stuff and he knew yeah. you and yeah. then he knew Raby. Um, you talked about something that I wanted to get into and I wanted to get into it down the line. But again, I told you this is sometimes questions go this place because sure. you talked about how there wasn't a, like a farewell tour. There wasn't like a, 
this is our last show or any of that. Yeah. And so as someone who's also kind of going through some of that right now, mm-hmm. um, one thing that, you know, I appreciate about you and just like what you've done with music, you, you just said like, I was, I still want to play music, man. Like, I don't think that ever goes away either. So yeah. kind of maybe talk about how, you know, you lead worship, you're a worship leader at your church. Yeah. I'm a worship leader at my church. Yeah. We're still playing music. Yeah. So like, what was that kind of like? Was there, was there like a thing of, oh no, this is over sadness? Was there a, like you said, this kind of, oh no, this is just like the next move. Was it a thing where God was like, hey man, so that was your season. Now this is what I have. What was that like for you? Because also this is like helpful for me. You know what I mean? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and a lot of people would call that like the call of the ministry, right? You're, right. you're, you're living call of the ministry. And I believe that run kid run in South Extent was a form of ministry, but I didn't really, I don't know how much I looked at it like that. Okay. I kind of thought rock band, but we weren't, we were definitely like a pretty outspoken rock band, Christian rock band. You know, we spoke about our faith. It was very oh, yeah. songs, but I don't know if I would have called it in my twenties a ministry. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I was, but I don't think I was in that mindset, you know? So really my call to like a uh, vocational ministry or ministry within the local church, not traveling mm-hmm. uh, was really a, a kind of a distinct moment for me. Like I'd always like, there'd been times where I'd led worship here and there, but it was sporadic and I enjoyed it, but it was never anything that I thought I would do, honestly. Right. But we run kid run got uh, asked to be the worship band at a camp and in California, we were there for two weeks. And, um, and honestly, I think we did because it was a good gig, (laughs) but, but judgment. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good gig. It was in California. It was fun. And that's what everybody thought. It was like, but, and now I see from like the church side, it's like, no, they were kind of getting the best begging for their buck. They were getting a rock band and a worship band. (laughs) But I, I don't think it's the smartest idea. And I've said this every time I show this, it's like, I would not being on church staff, hire the random rock band, Christian rock band and say, you're the worship band now. Right. That's two different things. Right. right. <laughs> Those right. are two. Right. And they should be. <laughs> Preach, man. Preach. They yes. should be two different things because. Yeah. Whenever you're in a Christian rock band, you are putting on a performance and a show and and you are not even in the reps or used to or, or your heart's not even in the right place to be right. leading worship. All those things that I think they thankfully and by God's sovereignty, like it it lined up because uh, my heart was transformed in those two weeks. Like I was leading worship for high scores and middle scores. And by the end of that, I was like, this is the next step for me. You know, this is the next thing. It was a total, like God, like met me in that spot. And I, I, we went back to the lead worship later on at that camp. And I was like, y'all don't know, but this, this camp was very distinct in my story of like God going like, Hey, this is good. I've, 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 I've shaped you in this way, giving you these gifts and this platform. But I I think we're tweaking it a little bit over here because I mean, honestly, like, um, I mean, there's a place for rock and roll and I love it. And I love putting on a show still, but like to lead people into the throne room 
of God and there being like a holy moment and people walk out. I mean, like this past week, we just had a review, you know, because Monday we reviews of all the campuses and the worship and like them talking about like somebody walking out of the of the service saying I have surgery this coming week. But after the service and the songs, I have my faith is built up. Mm. I have hope. Mm. I have strength in Christ and I'm ready to go face this. And I'm just like, yeah, look what we get to be a part of. Yeah. You know, that is like humbling <laughs> that yeah. God allows us to to share his good news through fun music sometimes and through rock and roll ish worship you know and just like but like but i mean the whole thing is just like i was really rocked to be like there's nothing that compares there's rock and roll has a place but can bringing people into a life encountering experience with jesus and you get to be on the front lines of that it's like that's pretty legit so i always have a place for rock and roll and i'll always do rock and roll shows but you know i think this is where god has me and this is what i'm supposed to be doing so and that's like that's awesome to hear you say that like what you're talking about like what we get to do what we get to be a part of let me ask you this so i think you and i are roughly the same age and we'll just not say what that was um, that i like that you know what i mean it's just we're roughly the same age we probably you think whatever you want we probably grew up with the same cartoons gi joe yeah. we'll just say that so so do you think because I, I, I track 100% with what you're saying. I got to a point where it was almost like I was borderline obsessed with the rock and roll band part of it to the sure. point where if I would have been forced to stop playing that, a lot mm-hmm. of people were like, I think you'll be depressed and you'll go down this dark path because the band, and I, and I said it was a ministry, I believed it was a ministry, but as I'm older now and reflect, if I was honest with myself, I was lying a little bit to myself about ministry. And so do you think that the 20 something you got what you get now, or do you think that just takes time Mm. to get, you know what I mean? To like walk through the seasons, to have God work on our heart and to even just say, yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with what you did. And I was using that. Now I just want to use you in a different way. Like, do you think back then though, that you got that like, Hey man, so this is rock and roll and we are Christians who play in a rock and roll band. Yeah. But this worship thing is a different thing. Like you had the transition, but like, do you think the young, you got that? I'm following your weird questions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. Cause I didn't either. That's no I way I did that. And, and <laughs> right. like, even when I was asked to like, cause whenever we were asked to be a worship band, I was like, sure we can do that because now I'm on the other side and I've had even like probably I even in the week after that I don't think I would have said that like it was like it took me years to actually like the transformation between being a artist to worship pastor mm-hmm. was years yeah I mean like it was it was honestly years for me to like to not be angry after a Sunday morning because the the not congregation but the audience did not have appreciate the show that i was giving them and the lord and my wife had to help correct <laughs> me the lord was using my wife but like you can't be angry at the people you're supposed to be loving and pastoring mm. so i'm not trying to like go into like current but like no way did i catch that in okay. 20 i was honestly i was thinking next gig i wasn't thinking anything besides 
Yeah. And I would say most 20, 25, 26, 20, anywhere's like, what are you gonna do? She's like, uh, I don't know if we'll get this next tour and I'm so about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking what am I gonna do when I'm 40? I right. 40, who knows, bro? But I'm excited right. we have this set this weekend. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And and the reason I say that too is like, you know, there are musicians and young musicians that listen to this a lot. And so mm-hmm. I think neither one of us are saying like, if you don't get that, like you're a horrible person, you're not spiritually developed. Of course not. It, it took us time to get there. But like, as I'm hearing you say, even what you just said about God used himself and your wife, like same man, same, just it's, it's almost like, um, I, I guess I could say it. it's like wearing two different hats. It's like, I play a little differently when I play a gig with the great romance. Then when I'm leading people into worship yeah. on a Sunday morning, and it's like, I have to acknowledge that or I'm messing it up. You know what I mean? Because I'm doing what you said, audience, congregation who I'm loving on. And I've been there, bro. Uh, oh, don't they understand how hard that transition was? That core change from her to me? That's sick. Like, they should be. And God's like, what? Like, what the heck? Man. Yeah. So I think God, I think God sometimes is like, do you think this is your stage? And I'm guilty of it, dude, where it's like, he's like, man, this is not like, this is not about you. So, so when you started to transition into like worship, Pat, did you immediately get a job at a church leading worship or like how, what did that kind of look like? No, no, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the, the transition from from run kid run s- slowing down and me kind of feeling like all right this is what's next and like i i honestly like was so because my my dad's a past a pastor okay and but he led worship and spoke <laughs> he was a machine and i now that i'm realizing like what all i do like he was just like a little terminator just like preach and i'm like what is that (laughs) so like i i honestly was like there's so many like i mean seeing that is the only like really a thing i know to not going to school we went straight from high school to the road and did music for 10 years you know all these like fears legitimate like man-made fears were like just like creepy and like what have you done like what's next you're yeah. married at this point you know and i'm coming off the road which is not making me tons of money anyways right. but coming off the road and going i want to be a worship pastor what does that look like <laughs> right. what is that what is that even what what is that you know and i don't even i don't even know anything about it. I'm so, so i'm in nashville and so we're, we're at the church called rolling hills which is the church right right now this is, this is where my wife was going to end up. I considered that my home church too, whenever I married her and I loved it. And, and so I start kind of talking to the current worship pastor and just saying, you know what? Um, I, I don't know what this looks like, but uh, like, what do I need to do? And he's like, well, right now we need bass players on Sunday morning. I do that. I like, give it to me. Let's go. And he's like, what do you, and it's like, we need a, we need a worship leader for our youth group. I'm like, okay, let's go. And you know, it was a stipend was like 50 bucks a month, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, Obviously, the big I'm, not, the big I'm not doing it for the money, but like, and to come from Run Kid Run, legitimate professional players to go play for a middle school drummer, 
that was like, I got to go pee in the middle of the set. Like, it was humbling. Yeah. But it also was such a gut heart check of like, yeah. you want this? Yeah. This is what's next for you. But like, are you, do you really want the stage or what do you, what do you, what's your purpose? And so like, there was no job to be had there. I, I, did, I honestly was just like, I'm just serving because I want to serve and grow and learn, you know? And so at this time I started to write worship songs and I was doing like some discipleship nows and camps like under my own name. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, there was one campus the worship pastor was already there. So it wasn't like I was hunting for a job. I was just like, I don't know what's next, God. Right. right. You're giving me these worship songs. So I'm, 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 I, I want to take that gift and yeah. release it, you know, and, uh, and I want to be faithful with what you've given me. Here's the whole of a church. And so he's like, and so I think with that, like the Lord was just like, just was really just like, he was so gracious with his timing of just like, just wait just wait i am i am nurturing you i'm nurturing and and so this is the miracle in it all so like and i so thought that i was like okay we're gonna have to go back somewhere else not in nashville to because i was just overwhelmed with like i can't lead people in nashville music city i don't know enough you know what i mean like all these fears are like i can't lead these people and so um but we didn't we didn't have to leave rolling hills we didn't have to leave nashville but rolling hills decided to open up a campus like two years later from this point and the worship pastor that was discipling me little did i i wouldn't have called it discipling me i would have just said pouring into me or not even realized what was happening yeah. you know but he was totally discipling me and he was saying like, like i want you to grow and i want you to nurture but he didn't even know about a campus <laughs> so all these things like total god and yeah. so the, so whenever the opportunity does arrive like well, who's going to be the worship pastor the current worship pastor is like david's the man for the job David has the heart and the gift and he's ready to go. And it's just total, total God. I feel like it's a miracle that like, I mean, cause I, we thought, okay, we're going to have to leave Nashville. We're definitely not going to be able to stay at Rolling Hills cause there's right. the jobs taken. And so like, and then with that, with that campus, I was really able to like grow. That's where I'm, I think I really growed from like an artist, right. you know, worship artist into a worship pastor to where I was able to like actually know the stories of the people that I'm leading live the life with them not yeah. just come in and go god is good see you later right. you know what i mean and be, but like getting in the the junk and the stuff that's not fun but really living life with them and being able to like lead them in worship on and off the stage was just that's I, i'm long-winded and rabies right but uh <laughs> no no, no. It, the, the reason the reason this is good to me and the guys have told me before they're like you and you and David are very similar. Our yeah. stories are very similar. Um, even as you're talking right now, I'm like, I'm just, I'm tracking, man, because you, you said one thing I wanted to ask about. Sure. And, and I, this is like, this is, I'm going to ask this and you'll be like, why would you ask? This? But when you go from playing with the same dudes and you get tight and you're playing those kinds of shows, mm-hmm. you know where I'm going, I think. And then you go to, you were first playing with some middle schoolers mm-hmm. and the drummer who is more concerned about having to pee than if you stand on the click or even using a click. Oh, not that time now. <laughs> what, what, what was that and what has that been like for you? And like, how do you speak to other guys who are leading worship at churches and they want a spirit of excellence? 
which is great. And we all want that, but we're also working with volunteers who are humans. And it's not the same as when you're paying guys on the road. Hey man, I'm paying you because I want you to play this right. Cause we're in front of a thousand people and we're opening for whoever. Absolutely. What is that like for like, what speak into that a little bit? Cause I think some people need to hear that, man. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm still, I'm still growing in. So like, I will, I will say, I will give my two cents of what I feel like the Lord's teaching me, Okay, but also willing to take two cents on this. Right. <laughs> this be total honesty. Like yeah. it, some Wednesday nights I come out of rehearsal and I'm going, yes. And some Wednesday nights I'm like, <laughs> you know and i think the thing is like and other people have spoke this into me that i have a very easy on-ramp to the stage okay and I, I take that as a good thing yeah i do strive for excellence obviously and i want everybody but i want people to be at their best that they are striving for excellence and they're willing to grow like their willingness to grow like my current bass player is just he was a banjo player before he came to me and was like, I can play bass a little. I'm like, well, I need bass a lot more than banjo most of the time. <laughs> I like banjo, but it's a occasional right. pop-in versus right. like the bass guitar I need consistent. And right. he has grown so much. And he has grown so much in his willingness and he's a worshiper on and off the stage. When he's not on, he's in the security. He's on in the parking lot doing like parking. I'm like, he's a community group leader. He right. is a worshiper. Gosh, and I love him. I love him because I'm like, like I will take that yeah. over like confident, Lee. <laughs> uh, like confident, but not as confident as he thinks he. You know, like that, like the arrogance versus like talent and all of it, and just not a worshipful heart. So yeah. I think that's where God's kind of like has is showing me the heart and the character and the willingness to grow. There's no, believe me, there's times where I, I stumble on this where I'm like just play the part like I asked you to, <laughs> you know? And so it's a nudge. It's a nudge. And I push my band pretty hard. Yeah. So like I push my band pretty hard to like, like, you know, like, no, we can get that better. No, we can get that better. But I think yeah. that, I think what comes with that is the fact that I'm living life with them. Right. I'm not like, an, I'm yeah. not, once again, I'm like, like they, they trust me. And it's crazy how much they want. They like, and this, I hope this is not arrogant, but like the, what volunteers will do for the local church is kind of amazing. Oh, yeah. The amount of time that we ask them to come early and stay late on Wednesday and they want to bring their gifts back. They want to be like, I, I, I'm, I'm learning base, but I want to get better. And I'm like, gosh, I, I can work with that. You right, know right. what I mean? And so yeah. it's like uh, I kind of was all over the place. I don't know if I totally answered your question. No, you you did, man. You did. What, one one thing we started um and I, and I say this, and when I say it, it's almost like a, duh, you weren't focusing on that. But I remember worship leaders telling me when I was asking the same question about like, well, how do I coach people up without coming across, well, I'm out of the great romance, but how do you do that? Because I do want it to be the best it can. Not because I want it to be, I want everybody to give God the best they can give. And yeah. if the best they can give is like a C plus, Let's give the best he plus, and then let's try to grow from that because you yeah. can. Absolutely. It, right. And so as you're saying that one thing that has in the last, man, I guess it's like six months now, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I had so many people say, Hey, do you take time before worship to Devo with your band and have some prayer time? Mm. And even as I say it, do you know what I mean? It's like, duh, 
you're leading people in the worship, you should do that. Right. You also know sometimes the schedule and when you can practice, it doesn't allow for a lot of that. And so there was a schedule change at my church where we had to practice earlier because somebody was in another room. Mm -hmm. So we got, we would have to be done an hour before service. Mm. And so we have this hour. And so it was almost like we fell into it, but dude, I'm telling you having that time Mm. of just some devotion, Mm. prayer, prayer requests. Yeah. It has changed our worship services because I don't think we were preparing ourselves Mm. to lead people into the presence of God. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, what, what do you guys do? Yeah. You know, like, how do you speak that into, to your guys of like, Hey man, like we're all worshipers, like we're all worship leaders, everybody. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Honestly, I could grow with this too. Like, um, a couple of things that we always do, and this has come from our, like our, our um, lead worship pastor from the, the main campus, Franklin down. He says he wants all of our worship teams to do this, but we take a knee before every rehearsal and before every beginning of every, before we play a note, we take a knee and we say that we're going to spiritual, spiritual warfare right here is what we're doing this. And we're doing this all together. So I want to make sure we are, giving the day to God completely and saying, Lord, it's all his. And so that's been a really nice gut check, but honestly, like that's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, and also like I'll start a group, what I usually just logistic wise, I start a group text usually on Tuesday of the current band and the, and the tech and just say like, Hey, looking forward to rehearsal tonight. And then on Saturday, like even this last Saturday, I said like, Hey, here's some notes, but like before anything, take time today to pray over your worship that you're going to offer up tomorrow. Because if we, even in the notes, I said, like, if we hit every note, right. And we don't worship in spirit and truth, we've missed it. Right. You know, like we, right. we put on a good show that was probably mediocre in the standards of go down to Broadway and you can see a better show. You know what I mean? Like, so like, if you're looking for a show, like I want to, I want to bring something more than a song. I want to bring a heart beat. I want to bring a lifestyle, but that starts on Saturday. That starts throughout the week that starts going like, and so, you know, I just always try to encourage that. It's like, it's so much more than so much more than we see. Oh my gosh. So much more than we see. And like, I need to be reminded of that. So I know they do too. And I feel like that's my prayer. Almost every Sunday is like, God, there's so much that's going on under the cover. So much that people are walking in with like suicidal thoughts, people that are not believers, people that are going through divorces and everything in between to, I'm about to go on a mission trip and everything in between. And we get to speak and sing God's truth and grace. And that's like, that's a privilege y'all. That's a privilege that we need to be up here to do that. So like, let's not take it lightly and let's speak the best we can to them. So those are a few things, but I do think that the devotional time, I would love to grow at that honestly as well. Like I've already been thinking about like, there's some, it's gotta be like, we gotta find a window to like do that. Cause I think that's like next level for me. And, and, and honestly, for us, I like, again, I'd love to like take credit for it saying I meticulously planned this. No, the schedule at our church changed. We had an hour. And so it was, you know, like God, I think God said, Hey man, why why don't you take some time and spend it with me? But (laughs) it's so, it just is crazy what it it has done to our worship. Mm. Even made them play better because they're just a bit more focused on, well, and you just said it, man, like, that we don't take for granted that it's a privilege to get to lead people into the presence of God. Um, it's huge, man. Um, 
So let me, let me, I'll turn a little bit because we, sure. we went here and I'm glad we did because this is good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So run kid run. Yeah. Any of it. Sidewalk slam. What is like one of the, I, everybody always goes the greatest show moments. No. Mm-hmm. What is like one of the wackiest on the road band stories of just, I don't know, maybe it was a thing where you were like, why am I still doing this? Um, Or that you look back now and you crack up at, but at the time we're not, I, the guys were, the guys were telling me something and I don't, I talk on it. I did, my mind just went blank and it was, it was maybe recently you guys had an experience, but so maybe it's not that, Um, but just like some of those, you know, like people like, the road looks glamorous. And I don't know if you were like me when I would go to like, you remember Agape was big in our area. I'm sorry. And so you'd play the main stage or you'd see people on the main stage and you would go, if you're on the main stage at Agape, you have made it. You have a bus. Right. You you are filet mignon like it, you know, (laughs) and then you start to do it and you're like, oh, actually don't. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right, right. Some of those guys are driving the same 15 passenger van I'm driving. But, you know, some of the stuff that I looked back that at the moment I was like, oh, my gosh, drew us closer together. And now I just laugh about it. And you've got to have Oh my Some God. of those moments. Yeah. If they were with Dave and Raby, that's cool. But if not, it doesn't matter either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, oh man, there's so, so many moments. More, more of the like, I can't believe we're still doing this moment. <laughs> yeah. At least on the road. I mean, there's right. plenty of killer show stuff that I could think of and stuff we got to do. But like, I mean, I mean, this has to be like, if anybody, kind of people ask tour stories, this is like the go to. So you, Maybe you've heard it or not, but but we actually got held up at gunpoint at Waffle House. Um, yes, it was <laughs> crazy. It was in Hillsboro, North Carolina. We, uh, we it was sidewalk slam day, so I think it was 2003, probably at 2003, and we were on tour with uh 121 and then um. Hawk Nelson, it was their first US tour, and we were taking them on their first US tour, Sidewalk Slam was. And so, um, yeah, so we were like, man, this is like, this is the thing you got to do after the show. You got to go to the diner. It's part of the show, bro. You got to check it out. So we went there. And I mean, and these two guys, they they ate their hash browns and they ate their waffles and they decided they didn't want to pay. And so they got up and they got around the corner and they're like waving guns in the air. I mean, it was like we were in the movie movies it was insanity like a guy came back and put his gun in my, my back and said get off the liberty bleep phone and and lots it was scary but it's a great tour story oh my <laughs> yeah like you said like i'm i'm laughing sounding like i don't have a heart oh, sure. i sure, can't sure. i cannot imagine i mean the fact that some dude put his gun in your back it was crazy it was crazy i mean that's a tour story from the first time i mean like on the, that's like probably the, one of the lower ones but then on like the first time we ever got to go to europe we were i mean we were kids still like but we were like uh we were like who knows if we ever get to go back to europe and so we, we spent that that one gig and went to london paris 
Stockholm uh, and then played the show. And it was just so awesome because oh, we were like, gosh. we're going to go on vacation with my buds. Who knows? If we, uh, who cares if we, if we break even? It's right. a win. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we were yeah. like a professional rock band thinking like we were like, somebody asked us overseas to come play a show. Right. We'll make the most out of this. And right. then thankfully we got to go back to Europe a couple more times. But so like, I mean, you have like all the way from the and breaking down way too many times on the side of the road. <laughs> just call my mom. I remember crying one time, just being like, this is the worst. And she just <laughs> were praying for me. And just like from that to like getting to like, you know, watch fireworks go off the Eiffel Tower with my buds. It just, it's yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what funny thing about like band life and I've heard some of people say I'll, real quick on this like some people think whenever you say like I, I do music for a living they're like oh that's cute and mm -hmm. they think you're here mm -hmm. and then some people think oh my gosh you're doing this and I'm like yeah. well it's like somewhere in between yeah <laughs> like you're not right you're not wrong it, yeah yeah it's like we make money but barely and right. Well, so you're like, on the you're on the radio though, so yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, where's your mansion? Exactly. So it's like it's it's bigger than a hobby, but not nearly as big as you're thinking. So it's somewhere in between down here. Right. That's why. So. That's why it's always for me. One reason I love doing this is talking to people who who get that, and yeah. so you know what I mean. Who can just yeah. go like, yeah, man. I I think the guys told me, and I don't know how recent this was. You guys were playing a show. It might have been a camp or something. Yeah. And you had your vehicle had a door that would not stay shut. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? It wouldn't stay shut. They're like, it was like a like a people mover beat and like the door would not close. It was a it's a it's a it was an old thrifty airport shuttle bus. And so that we like pretty much, you know, kind of got it out and just didn't, didn't pimp it out as much as we like wanted to or thought about it. You know, we're just like, we, but we had like, you know, some bucket seats and stuff around, but the door started to like, you know, the door that you would open up to like let people in started shaking as we were going down the highway. And we kind of did it for, and that was pretty much more whenever I was touring with uh, doing more solo stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, David Gross and John Ray. Yeah, but it was, uh, there's plenty of that. The like, memories, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's plenty of like, well, of course the AC's not working because we're in California and it's summer. Right. <laughs> you know? right. right. Logically, that would, well, and it's like, I heard somebody say this once. They said, you know, when somebody asks you about what you did, like life on the road and that stuff, obviously the good moments, like they're cool and sweet and stuff. But what do you remember most? Like you might go, and we played a really good show. But for darn sure, you go, and we got held up at gunpoint in a Waffle oh, House. And it's yeah. like, that's the stuff that like makes you, it defines you. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I just, I, I like hearing that kind of stuff. So um, favorite band to tour with, Ooh. who would that be for you? Oh man, favorite band to tour with. We toured with so many like buddies bands, like a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, like Forgetting Paris or Raven Hill, Josh Clifton. Raven Hill, yeah. 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 So, like, I mean, he was the best man in my wet in my wedding. 
so like obviously like touring with them was just such a blast because oh, like dude. we were already friends right growing up <laughs> you know right. but right. like um i'm trying to think of like 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 other like national bands like we we played with hawk nelson a lot so they became our buddies um because that was a good fit musically like what you know what i mean like that's yeah. as soon as you say that i'm like yeah man that's a no-brainer that just yeah, yeah, yeah. we're same same management so it yeah. just like made sense yeah, yeah, yeah we toured them a lot i'm trying to think of like other like early day oh my gosh the first tour that we did was goatee hook dingies and that's that yeah. shows how old i am but like yeah goatee hook and dingies were our, uh i remember really goatee hook man yeah that was the and i mean that's not maybe another favorite person to tour with, but just like, I mean, that was like, we were kids. We yeah. were absolutely like, I mean, I was 20 or 19 and we did a coast to coast tour and just, I just remember being blown away. Like, I can't believe we get to do this. I can't believe we get to do this, you know? And we were going to pay, pay 50 bucks a night, you know, 50 bucks a night and we were in a minivan and we did good. We did really well, <laughs> you know, well, that's all we needed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that time there's no cell phones. It was like, well, this is we're good. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. I mean, just so many cool memories. Did you? Um, I feel like our past crossed again, crossed, and we never talked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Power Light Fest in Springfield, oh, yeah. a yeah, couple yeah. times or at yeah. least once. Yeah, sets. You know what I mean? Coop uh, and and yeah. always been a good guy and a good support. When, when you were talking about the scene um, in Southern Illinois, I do know that you say that and people who aren't from here are like, well, it's not LA. Well, it's not New York. It's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. There were like shows all the time there was. and people came to them and it didn't matter what level you were on. No. People wanted to hear music. Yeah. And I, man, now I'm gonna, we're both going to sound old. It's like the good old days, but it, oh, it kind of was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. like people just there, there was like this, who's the next thing. Everybody was listening about music. And, and now it seems like nobody starts bands like back then, yeah. everybody I knew wanted to play in a band. Absolutely. And it was just a different time. <laughs> It was a different time. It was. It was. It was such. There was such an excitement over like this weekend where we playing and what small town in Southern Illinois are we, are we traveling to to go see our buddies and we're playing with all the same buddy bands and just like all the just like the hype and there's so much excitement over that and yeah, it is rare for you to be like hear about like I'm starting up a band. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like even <laughs> even it shows a lot of times. You know, I'd still get a lot of kids that would come up and they'd be like, I want to do what you do and I want to but and honestly I don't hear it as much more kids who do want to be on the like the worship team at their church I do hear that a little bit more yeah. so um that's been a little bit different now I can speak yeah. a little more to that but I'm glad you said too about how it's like wearing different hats and it's like you have to have a different mindset you can't yeah. think of it in that same way um so, so I have to ask you, we've, I've said their names a couple times. So, you know, David Gross, yes. Jonathan Raby, Raby, bassist, piano player, drummer. Um, you gotta give me <laughs> a story about, I mean, and, and if you know them, uh, you know, I say, and I mean this in the, in the best way possible, 
Uh, David Gross is one of the quirkiest individuals I've ever met. Yes. Um, the, and I mean that in the best way possible. I love him. Absolutely. Uh, he, aside from the fact that he's a Mets fan, um, <laughs> but the first time he played with me was at a really, I better not say that it was a rough camp. And, um, <laughs> and I, and I thought, and I just met him through someone else, uh, through Graham Beckler drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this, this kid, he's never going to play. I didn't think he liked me. Yeah. Cause he's David <laughs> and you know, that tone in his voice and that dry, whatever. So like, where did you first meet him? Did you know him or did you know Raby first? Yeah. So I knew Jonathan Raby just from Southern Illinois connections, but he's like 10 years younger than me. So yeah. we yeah. never were in the same. I mean, I think their band opened up for uh, one of our bands at, you know, at different times and stuff, but like we were right. never in the same circle really. Oh, he's a youngin. He's a youngin. Yeah. <laughs> Until he moved to Nashville. Then he started playing for, um, my solo stuff and they both of them kind of came on about the same time and I, I just met david gross through church honestly oh, okay. rolling hills he was on the stage and i was like okay who is this guy yeah. i wasn't on it i wasn't on that sunday i was like who is this talented man i need yeah. to go stalk him for a second yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i was like hey so uh i know you're like probably the first time on the stage but i'm i'm doing a gig here in a couple of weeks <laughs> and i need a bass player yeah and in perfect david gross tony he's like mm, well you know just like you know and you're like exactly does he like me right he keeps coming back so i think he likes it yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 and he's so talent and so the funny thing about those two guys is you know them and they're so, they look alike they they're they're like brothers yes and i i introduced them together which was like which i love like i the first time they they were on a gig together and i they're sat next to each other i was like well, this, <laughs> this is bizarre here we go <laughs> and then we started driving into the big thrifty shuttle bus with the doors flopping <laughs> and, and i was like this is amazing and just like seeing their friendship and they're just brothers they're they're pretty incredible pretty yeah. incredible guys they're like the they're and i say this too i i know sometimes people say this about people and you don't really mean it i i genuinely think they are two of the nicest human beings i've ever met yeah and would literally do anything for you and oh, oh by God. the way they're freaking talented oh they're so talented <laughs> they're so talented and they're such a little gel together it's oh like, man well like and proof. It, it always stinks too because when i don't get to play with them and you know i kind of like you 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 get musicians where you can get musicians and and let's be honest like sometimes you might be calling them up and they're playing with me Right, right. David, man. And yeah. so, right. And so it's like we're kind of sharing them, but it's yeah. like I miss when they're not there also because vocally they'll both throw those harmonies in. Oh yeah. And then when it's not there, I'm like, what is why does this weekend sound different? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. they're not they're yeah. not here. And they're worth first two, which is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah man. Positions, so no, and they of all the people like you were talking about earlier, they definitely get the whole hey man so this is we're leading people in the worship absolutely um, and this is like we got to i know david like when when you know the pandemic and all this stuff is going on and nobody's playing any shows yeah he said he was at church one week 
and um you know we didn't do any camps i i couldn't i don't remember if you did a lot in that or not because i think everybody canceled camp yeah and he's like i'm sitting there and he's like that somebody was playing like a camp worship song he's like just one of those that i was like yeah that's a camp worship song and he's like i just started crying and just going like i miss that and and didn't realize how much it like fed him oh my gosh feeding these kids into absolutely oh yeah i it changes me completely every time i get back from a camp i'm like i needed that yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. um let me ask you this and then i'm gonna ask you kind of like what you're doing now as far as the church and any music that you're putting out because i know you're dropping singles and stuff from time to time um so I just had an experience where I think last Sunday was the first Sunday that I have not led in possibly 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to sit back and worship. Yeah. And it was the best feeling. How do you take care of like mm-hmm. your heart mm-hmm. and, and being able to kind of, refuel the tank so that you're you're good for everybody you know what i mean for what you have to do what's yourself for other worshipers who are listening for other worship leaders like what do you do to make sure that you're good to go yeah absolutely no that's a great question yeah so we actually had our all staff meeting um this this morning okay so i I, i'm fresh off the experience but i um all staff worship for our for our church which where all the obviously all the staff comes together and we do it once a month and it's um it's very different from our sunday morning experience just acoustic vocals and just like very stripped down no click no tracks nothing just like you know very much in the room and it is so um i look forward to it so much because one i try not to get asked because i'm like no no no, 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 no." (laughs) but i will do it once in a while but i'm like you know it's so so good because i'm just there to to receive yeah i'm just there to receive and just there to worship and not worried about all the other things that come with the worship pastor hat you know and so that is 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 fulfilling to me but then honestly from a week to week balance i really try to just sit down with my guitar and as i'm running through the set but then like find those worshipful moments that really like that spurs my heart to worship, you know, and those moments that I feel like the Holy spirit is like leaning in to be like, this is a, this is a time where like you might want to say something. And I, and I even like encourage young worship leaders. Like a lot of times people get caught up in like trying, like why, why plan that out? But it's the same way we would plan out a message, you know, like I, I want the Lord to speak to me and I want that Holy spirit divine moment. But like, and sometimes he does it right in the moment and I'll, right. I'll do it. But like just the same way he gives a, a message to a pastor, he's not going to wait till Sunday morning and go, let's just wait. You know? So I find those moments where I'm like, where I'm going through the set and I'm worshiping through the set, you know, and I'm worshiping through the set and I'm like, Oh, this is a moment where we could speak to the congregation. Like I want to say what this bridge means. Like, and you know, so I built, I'll build tracks that way if I need to, or I'll build space like to logistically be already in that mindset Right. So I've allowed myself and like, God, what do you want me to say here? And so like that really like helps me like kind of have like logistics wise, we, most of our songs are to tracks and guide and this and that. And so like, but to have those moments where like, you know, we're going to derail right here 
and we're not going to do it to a guide or I already have an idea of like what this verbal transition is going to be. And so that really helps fuel my heart to feel like I'm encountering with the Lord bef way before Wednesday right. and Sunday. You know what I mean? So whenever I get to Wednesday and go, this is what it said's going to feel because I think this is what it's going to be and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Right. So that really, um, I really try to be mindful of just having those moments because it helps me once I'm, I'm there on Wednesday. I was like, I've already had that inner count encounter with God. Yeah. That's like what this is going to feel like. So, yeah. And I'm really glad you said that that way because I've had that mindset, but haven't known how to put what you just said into words. So like, mm -hmm. if that was for anybody, that was for me, dude. So like, seriously, thank you. Good. Because Sometimes when you're talking about, and you know this as a worship leader, the planning stuff. Yeah. And we go to planning center and we're like, and here's where the video is. And yeah, here's yeah. where we plug the offering and people roll their eye. Yeah. And here's where, and so it's like, there's obviously a need for planning. Yeah. There's obviously a need for structure. So how do we, how are we careful that we don't get to the point where it's like, and then after the third song, insert holy spirit here where some people look at it and they're like well you're you're man, you're trying to manipulate you're trying to create a moment and i'm like no no you're not understanding what you're just talking about i have ideas based on how a song speaks to me on wednesday of yeah. i might want to talk about this on sunday and i think some people are like oh so you're trying to create this but i'm not so how how do you speak to people who are like no dude that's not manipulation that's what well i don't know what i call yeah. it being sensitive to the holy spirit is what i think it is but like yeah. I, I i think it took us because i used to be in that camp of just like i want to be able to like just spur of the moment which i do think the lord speaks in spur of the moment moments mm -hmm. too and you be obedient but i don't think that the lord gives us he gives us all week to speak to us too <laughs> Right. You know, and then now that I've like, I've preached a few times, you know, a handful of times, I'm like, I can't imagine showing up and going like, all right, yeah, here's the passage. Yeah. You know, it's like that's, that's not being, um, it's not being respectful of, um, of the gift and the time. I don't know. Just, it's just, it doesn't feel like it's being very, um, I don't know the right word I'm looking for. But just like it's just not being it's it's not it's not smart for one. Right. <laughs> it's not smart for one because it's just like it's the you can ask the Lord to speak to you. And I ask my worship leaders like, and I think it's smart because once we write out our verbal transition and write out what we want to say, it gets better. Because right. then we go, Oh, I don't want to say that. I right. it's like the same way you would write a song. You're not gonna the first time it's like ah, and then it's out yeah. there and you're like, that's yeah. Let me do, do it again. So like, yeah. I'll try to write out what I'm going to say and be like, all right, Lord. And obviously I'm asking the Lord to like speak to, what do you want to say to your people? Yeah. You know, and type yeah. it out and, and, and then be like, and then rehearse it. Yeah. Just like we would rehearse anything else we care about. Why would we not think that the, <laughs> like, when you, you know, I'm, you just said it best too, man. You said, you know, your, your pastor doesn't get in the pulpit on a Sunday and go, all right, Ephesians it is. And just go. I mean, he puts time and effort and preparation into speaking to his people. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. So I, yeah, man, like I, I just think both of us can't emphasize enough how important it is and walk through the set, man. Like you're the worship leader, walk through the set 
and yes. and play the songs and and be oh. in a prayerful attitude as you're doing it so that God's like and I don't know if you ever get this because again as the boys say we probably both like to talk a little bit um and then you're on a Sunday where you don't say a lot and people are like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder if Matt's okay. I wonder if David's okay. They didn't say that much. And I was like, well, cause God didn't tell me to. So if mm-hmm. I would have said some things, it would have been cause Matt wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. That's not really benefiting anybody. So sometimes yeah. I think just as much as he tells us as worship leaders to talk, he sometimes also says, Hey man, you can shut up today. Like just sing the songs. Um, I'm going to talk to people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So like I got that on lockdown and then this Sunday, just, just lead, you know, and um, it's just that if you're not in tune and, and pursuing it constantly, like never getting to that point of going, I've done this for a while. Right. I got that part down and God's like, do, do you? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, this is not at all where I thought our conversation would go. I thought we would just like reminisce about Southern Illinois rock and roll. Um, but I'm really glad that it went this way. Yeah. Because I think this is helpful to people um, from practical biblical applications of like what it means to, to not just lead worship, but to worship and be a worshiper and so you know uh i'm really happy dude that you shared this stuff and i i will say um you know again we texted some but like you are a kindred spirit man like i i i i know i love you because david and raby love you and like they're good judges of character but like even in this hour i know your heart man and that's um like you talked about the people you want to play music with yeah that's the people I like hanging with or the people that are like, this isn't about album sales. And like, it sure is fun to make some money, um, sure. <laughs> but you know, but it's like, this is ministry and that's what I'm into. But I will say this, you are still putting that stuff. You still yeah. do play music. So do you have any projects that are out there that people can pick up? Cause we want to try to show some love and support you. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, currently uh, the, the most I'm like finishing and writing songs is through the church. Okay. And I'm so grateful that like, honestly, I'm able to like, as part of my job to like still write for the local church. So it's under rolling Hills worship okay. is, uh, is, is anything that like, and I'm not, I'm not like my voice isn't on everything, but I'm uh, usually involved in something part of that. And then um, solo music wise, it has been a bit, I'm coming up on, five years since my last um kind of release and right. so yeah i am due and david gross has been on to me about like come <laughs> on i've got it. let's do this studio time let's this let's make this happen so i've got i've got the itch and i need to finish songs and get in the studio asap so yeah, yeah man. maybe we can maybe we can chat chat again whenever that's about to release and we can promote yeah it, but <laughs> and, I, and i will say this too because i'm I'm with you. Like I've, I've written stuff and I've just sat on it for a bit, uh, yeah. you know, and as we both know that there is money involved in recording some of that stuff and there's time. Yeah. You're full-time at a church. I'm full-time at a church, but like, <laughs> let, I, I would like to hear from you again. I know other people uh-huh. as well. So we'll put like, you know, point people to rolling Hills and pick up stuff. David Kurtz. I will ask this cause you kind of said it. Yeah. You should like, 
you'd love to play music with those guys again sometime. Yeah. What are the chances of like <laughs> the run kid? Yeah. 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 I mean, like I, I'm usually the one that's, that's more going to than anybody else in that, okay. in that career. I'm always, let's go, let's right. do it. It's not for, it's so it's just, it's, and I was actually just up in St. Louis a couple weekends ago. No, last weekend. Yeah. Not this past week, but we can move for that. Uh, hanging out with the guys and it's the first time I've seen them all in a long time. So we didn't really get into business land. We just went right. to hang. Right. But, right. We, I, I, I would love to, I really don't know. I don't know. We, we talk about it forever. It's just, I don't know. What schedules? I mean, I, I get that. It's that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, I don't think anybody's opposed to it. It's just the getting us all together to hang out was enough of an effort, <laughs> you know, to be able to like, cause they're all in St. Louis and I'm in Nashville. And so it was like, okay, right. let's make this happen. So, but I, I really hope, I really hope we at least do like some more shows. I think we will. Yeah. Shows leaving a little bit more music because now like honestly like it is like whenever I, after that camp i won't just for a quick tangent after that <laughs> camp of like um realizing that run kid run was like on hitting the brakes and i was gonna about to go into a different like kind of mentality of like ministry like it became so much more fun yeah like at the end of run kid run i w we were so on the climb and the business minded, yeah. like, why is this not happening? Why is the single not? Why is the management not? Why is blah, 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 not <laughs> that like, after I kind of just like released all that mm -hmm. and said, eh, whatever. Yeah. Then whenever we did, like, I remember going to do a fly date and being like the mentality of like going back to the 18 year old David to like, they're flying us somewhere to play music. Right. Ah, right. My buddies, you yeah. know, and just like it became like joyful again, and yeah. again, like a kid. And so now that's what like whenever I get into a room and I, I get to do like a rock and roll set, I'm like, there's 50 people that, that care enough to pay money to see me. Thank you so much. This is so fun, and just right. the joy of just like of just being in a total different spot. It's not a career. It's not like I gotta do this. I gotta make it. It's just like you care enough to pay money to see me to play music and these guys came in and we're, we're going to rock and roll it out. It's like, it's so much more fun. So I know it'd be a blast. Oh, do it. And yeah. So I have the best time. Yeah. And you, and you said it and we, we didn't have uh, your level of success, but I do remember being concerned about sure. does this sound CCM. Does this have a shot at being on the charts instead sure. of, Hey, let's just write music. And then if somebody likes it, they like it. And if they don't, who cares? And yeah. when I got to that point as well, I same epiphany, man. I was just like, oh, and right now, like D David and Raby, one of our favorite shows to play is, is a week in New Hampshire. And yeah. it's the best, man. And we go and we play music and we love playing music. But then we stay in a little cottage on a lake. Yes. And uh, they, of course, make me, I don't... I didn't ask you this. They always want their nature, the nature boys, and they oh, always yeah. want to hike and they always want to do those things. Are you that way? Because I am not. And they have to pull me. Yeah, uh, I am. They're definitely more. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're definitely more. I like it, but they are definitely like, 
<laughs> but but I, yeah, I think I feel like they're always like just running and going, come on, Chris, come play. And I'm like, hey, I wish I could. I got it. <laughs> they like just, hey, let's climb this mountain. And it's like, why, man? I, I want to sit and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Um, keep young for sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, seriously, uh, thank you for your time, dude. This has been great. And yeah. I love it when, like, I have questions and then it goes somewhere else. But, like, this one, I'm not going to overly spiritualize it. Sure. But at the same point in time, I really do think God led this conversation. And it's just stuff that's been on my heart. And you just went to those places. And I'm really excited. For people to hear this so uh i'm matt this has been the great romance podcast season three the very first episode david curtis thank you so much man for being here all right brother appreciate it thanks dude